it's that kind of inner connection that I try to establish with each with each material because ultimately I feel I, I don't know I feel like everything as an as an energy is destined to take a shape and so I feel like I, if I can help it you know transform that's what I should do You're listening to The Sustainability Issue, a podcast about sustainable fashion and mindfulness. It is about calling out the worst practices of the fashion industry, the things that have led to the devastating impact fashion has on the natural environment and the human lives involved in the process. It is also about the people within the industry who are driving the change for the better. And finally, it is about you, about reconnecting to our nature as human beings and realizing the big impact our everyday actions have on the world around us. I'm Desi Gurgieva. I'm so happy that you're here and let's dive right in. Today, I have the pleasure to welcome Kayane Mahrejan, one of the sustainable fashion designers at the Notcha shows during New York Fashion Week this September. We had our conversation just one day before the show on 13th of September. Kayane is a um, construction engineer for 27 years, and in 2019, she followed her dream to establish her own fashion brand, Kayane Designs. She's an entrepreneur and designer at heart, and for her, Kayana Designs is an expression of her life experiences about love, travel, passion, and conscious living. And without further ado, let's jump right into the conversation. Hello, Kayana. It's very nice to welcome Hello. you. Hello. Hi. This is Ability Issue Podcast. Welcome. Um, I would love you to tell Thank me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I would love you to tell me a little bit about yourself. How would you yeah. introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So, um, my name is Kayane Mahrejan. I am uh, Armenian by origin. Um, I've lived in Lebanon for a long time, so pretty much I'm the Middle Eastern, I can say. Um, my brand uh, was inspired by all the cultures that I have um, interacted with throughout my travels on projects because technically I graduated as a civil engineer and have worked pretty much most of my life in construction projects and they are like all over the Middle East. So I really got inspired by the traditions and the cultures of the people I worked with especially when I moved to Saudi Arabia. And uh, I think by a twist of fate, uh, I traveled to Spain, I broke my foot, and I had to come back to Riyadh and have an operation. And so, like for the first time in my life, I had nothing to do. And I just started to create. And uh, fashion has always been like a passion for me. And yeah, so that's how in 2009, my brand um, was born, let's say, in Riyadh. Now, uh, three years later, throughout the pandemic, we set up ourselves as a, as a conscious, sustainable brand 
um, creating experiences for people, taking traditional garments and uh, converting them into, let's say, modern pieces that people uh, would love to enjoy. Um, yeah, so we're more like a Lux brand for the nomads, you know, who are looking for experiences, looking for richness, looking for that comfort and travel. Mm. So, yeah. I see, I see. It's very interesting that you say in the end, the uh, nudge to start the brand came from actually something that happened to you, something negative, you know, you had this, yeah. I find that so often this happens, that something, you know, bad happens. And then out of this, something beautiful is born. And I read on your website and I thought this was quite interesting that your brand was born in uh, Riyadh in Saudi Arabia at a time where things were changing uh, for women. Is this something that uh, can be seen in the brand and is in the brand's um, philosophy? Yes, yes. Well, I was living in Saudi Arabia. I moved to Saudi Arabia in 2015. So by 2019, uh, many things were changing for women in Saudi Arabia. And you could visibly witness and see um, courage, empowerment, transformation, all those things, livable, you know, you could actually see it, you could see people changing, women changing, women started to drive, and then they started to change what they were wearing, which was predominantly black. They started to wear uh, colorful abayas, then they started to open their abayas slightly, you know, so you could see them coming out and expressing themselves through their styling of their traditional garments. And I thought that was a wonderful thing to see. So with our first collection, we uh, moved into uh, that aspect of innovation and I wanted to bring something totally new to the market, sort of. Um, thinking about how the future would look like and then bringing it into uh, the now, you know. They are working on a very big project in the northwestern side of Saudi Arabia. It's called NEOM. Basically, it means the future, the new future. And it was quite iconic because it matched their vision, vision 2030 for their country. And, and I don't know if you know about this, but 30% of Saudi Arabia is, sorry, 70% is less than 30 years old. So you're really touching that youth. And uh, that's what happened. My first collection was basically the concept of Abaya, but taken to the next level using hand-woven uh, kaftan concepts, uh, crochet, uh, you know, uh, basically hand knits. Mm. I outsourced them all uh, through the platform Etsy mm. and, uh, you know, working with small uh, businesses, uh, artisanal uh, creative work of women around the world, whether it was from Russia, Ukraine, Armenia, my hometown. So, yeah. That's what happened. So the first collection, we had something like 21 pieces and 17 of them were just knits, long, kaftan-looking knits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that is so interesting. And um, I see also on your uh, social media, I see the team is mainly comprised by women. 
is this something that is important for you? Yeah, it's actually very important. Um, I've worked almost 27 years in the construction industry, which is predominantly male. And I've worked in a minority, like women are quite a minority in the industry, but now that's also changing. Diversity and inclusion is becoming a big thing. And so when I was setting up my company and I started working with women, whether you first, you know, when you start with models and then you move into the social media space, um, working with artisans who were mostly women, I grew more, um, uh, how to say, attached. And it became one of my pillars to ensure that women were coming up, rising up to the occasion, uh, becoming stronger in their expression, uh, empowering them, giving them business, you know. Like, I didn't choose to go to big companies who could mass produce things for me. I chose to go to those women who had the talent, had the capability, didn't have companies, but I wanted to encourage them to set up their companies to work for me, you know. And so that's how it happened. Like most of the social media team we work with in Armenia, they're all women. Uh, actually, out of nine people, there's only one guy. He's, he's quite a nice guy. And he's the SEO guy. But um, yeah, mostly they're women. Their creativity is, is amazing. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's a pillar in our... And uh, when we came to uh, participate in the United Nations... Um, platform for conscious fashion and sustainable lifestyles. Um, it's one of our goals to meet, to maintain that level of interaction and high level of uh, DNI and empowerment for women as a pillar, as a goal for our uh, company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. And how do you become part of this platform? Is this something that... Um, It's an initiative you became part of the UN. Yes. Um, yeah, I was um, I was quite lucky actually. I uh, got introduced through a friend uh, to a person. Her name is Runa Ray. She is a UN delegate for uh, sustainable fashion, working with. Uh, Uh, all the plastics and ocean preservation and stuff like that. And she connected me to a person who is leading, who is heading up the um, United Nations Partnership for uh, Conscious Fashion and Sustainable Lifestyles. And uh, I just applied. And uh, when he reviewed our application, we, you know, you have to submit metrics, you have to submit your your basis, who your stakeholders are. It's quite technical. Yeah. And yeah, we got certified. So yeah, we can now say that we are partnering, we are partners with that platform uh, to, to spread the word, to work on this. And we are also working with several other um, um, purpose. You know, we are more like a brand with a purpose. Yeah. So we're working and doing other collabs as well. I saw also from your platform that you've also done a small um, video for Conscious Planet and Safe Soils. Yeah, yeah. So we, we also work with them. Yeah, that is great. That. I saw that too. That's super cool. 
Yes, yes, very, very important topics. And yeah, and you're doing beautiful work. And I mean, you started the your answer with, I was quite lucky, but in the end, yeah, I think in the end, it's not, uh, it's your hard work and your dedication and commitment of you and the brand that uh, got you there. So, yeah. Um, and um, what uh, about your creative process? How does this look like um, for you? How do you come up with the designs? Uh, it's, um, I, you know, creative process is, for me, it's a feeling. Uh, it's an expression of a feeling that starts way deep in your heart. I'm always browsing for new ideas and designs. But I would say my starting point is fabric. I still outsource my material from Etsy because, you know, when you go on the platform, you can definitely understand which material is handwoven, which is handmade, which is um, a natural fabric because we only buy silk, linen. Everything has to be pretty much handwoven and handmade. And um, so I, I browse for material pretty much every night. And when I buy something and I think about what would be best, so the fabric speaks to me, sort of, you know, and you get that feeling. No, I want to be a dress. No, I can only be this or that. I sometimes work with uh, creative people. For example, I have a friend. She's an artist. And together we're working on a design for a kaftan to put her artwork behind a kaftan. So we found this um, supplier in India. They do hand-woven, uh, pure linen uh, materials. And we just sent them the design and said, this is what we want to do. This is the painting that has to go. We need to find a digital printer, you know, all these things. So it's kind of like a story mm. each time how we create. Yeah. And you are part of the um, sustainable uh, runway fashion shows at New York Fashion Week next week. Is this an important, yes. this is an important show for you? Yes, it's uh, actually a milestone because, you know, we started just before the pandemic and when we started I started it as a passion I started it as as a hobby you know um, but then it just grew and grew and it gained more recognition and we grew organically like we never invested in advertising we never because uh, I just don't like to um, I don't know social media is not something I totally understand let me say but uh, I like it when it's grown slow, when it's grown organic, then you really understand whether your expression or your art is really being appreciated. And so when uh, we got uh, pre-selected to be in the New York Fashion Week by the organizers, and my first reaction was no. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's like, I don't think we're there. Mm. But then they said, no, I, we think we should come because it's something unique. And I think it's something that uh, people should see because it's a combination, right? We're more into layering. So it's like very slip-on dresses and then you have a beautiful pattern on top. In fact, you're showcasing two pieces in uh, one look. So I said, okay, we will work on it. Mm. And since then, uh, every time I speak with other friends who have been involved in bigger shows, like I have a friend, she used to work for Elisa. She goes... 
no, actually you have to have the whole look. So now we went into designing shoes. We went into designing accessories. I think, I think we're growing yeah. <laughs> into areas I never imagined. Yeah, that's so interesting. Wow. So this is the first time when you're creating the whole looks and you create. Yes, mm. yes. Yes, first only the kaftans. Then they said we cannot uh, understand, you know, it's because in a traditional market, they do not have, I'm not saying they don't have, but it's like you have to uh, work on the mindset. So there has to be a paradigm shift, you know. Most of the time, under those black abayas, women were were wearing pajamas. And, yeah. and it's very and they were keeping their beautiful clothing for when they traveled outside but now you're coming and telling them you know you can actually wear the stuff that you buy which is expensive right under beautiful abayas different mm-hmm. and you can look different you can look elegant so it takes time for the mindset to change yeah. and maybe they would do it but the social context of things you know the families everybody else so it just took time. So they said, okay, we want also to buy dresses from you. So not just a buyer, we want the matching dress under it. So we went into dresses. And then uh, now we're coming to New York. We want to touch the vibe of New York. So the dresses became shorter. <laughs> we became more funky. <laughs> then they said, no, you also have to have shoes, etc., etc. You know, you get my meaning. Yeah. And... Um... You said, I read on your website, you say, I went until the piece that wants to be designed comes and finds me. Is this how you see your creation process or how does this work for you? Yeah, it's it's pretty much like that. So when I like touch that fabric after I buy it visually, you know, so like first contact is the visual on the screen and then Sometimes the picture is not the same or it just doesn't give justice to the real fabric. When you touch it and feel it, I can have, I have a moment where it's more like, I don't know, it's like you're tapping into the future and trying to see the transformation of a fabric into another piece. And this, I think there's a dialogue that happens intuitively within me. And I just follow those, that dialogue, you know, and I bounce the ideas off with my husband and some friends and then I just I realized that yes this garment wants to be addressed mm. so it's it's that kind of inner connection that I try to establish with each with each material because ultimately I feel I, I don't know I feel like everything as an as an energy is destined to take a shape and so I feel like I, if I can help it you know transform that's what I should do. Mm, beautiful. What do you do when you're not uh, designing clothes? What do I do? Yeah. You how- know, these days, um, I, I have a very, very busy life in the sense that because it's like, a, uh, like I, I run two jobs, you can say, my full-time job in contract management in construction and plus this. So, um i haven't had that moment where i can say oh hell i don't have anything to do but if when i get those moments i'm usually meditating yeah. um, 
yeah, those those would be my moments, you know, like recharging, meditating, doing my practices and stuff like that. Yeah. Is this a routine? Is do you have um morning or evening practice or something that helps yeah. you keep stay grounded in all of this busyness? Yes. Yes, yes, of course. Um, I I stumbled on uh, spiritual practices, and uh, when I was living in Lebanon in the in two thousand, and I just um, I just fell in love with it because it was a complete system of how you should look after your own system. You know, like all the layers of the system. Mm. Um, it just never made sense to me that I should go to the gym, spend two hours on one muscle, you know. I might as well spend, I don't know, half an hour on the whole system, bam, in one go and get the feedback. So that's what happened. And ever since then, I've maintained my practices. So it's like, it, if I'm doing it right, it can, you know, it can go like two hours. But I, these days, I don't have that much time. If I do an hour, it's good. Yeah. Okay. So it's something personal for you, but for you, it's a yes. master trying to squeeze this in every day. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's quite hard. Yes, and I agree with you. And especially when, especially when life gets busy, I think it's so important to keep up with those practices that keep yes. us at our best in the end. Yes. Yes. And times are really fast, you know. These days, something's happening. The, the the spinning of time is too fast. So within a day, you look back and say, my goodness, I did something that maybe months ago I would need one month to complete. It's very strange. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's lovely, Kayene. Is there something else that you would like to share with the community since we're coming towards the end of our conversation? I would like to say, um, maybe it's a cliche to say it, but if someone asked me, what would you like to do? I would definitely have said, I don't know. But just because I tried and I said, let me give it a try. And every day I showed up to do the same thing. It grew, you know. It seems to me that the process of starting is important and maintaining is important. So... Today I'm in New York with the New York Fashion Week. It's really a dream. Um, so I can say it can be done. I mean, even when we give ourselves an excuse that I'm busy and this and that, still there is still room for greatness. You know, you can still do so many things. So I would encourage everyone, yeah, to do it. Just do it, you know, Nike. <laughs> That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for this. I think this is the perfect end to this conversation. I don't have anything to add to this. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're really so good. Much for being on the podcast. I wish you an amazing show. I'm going to follow it online. And I'm going to share all your links in um, the podcast, podcast notes so everybody can find you. And love oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you very much, Desi. Yes, so wishing you all the best, Kayane, and keep Thank you. Yes, yes, let's stay in touch. Thank you 
so much for joining this conversation. As always, please follow the podcast on Spotify and rate it on Apple Podcasts. Join the conversation on Instagram at I am Desi Georgieva and let me know what else you would like to hear. And till next time. Thank you.